Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to an all new episode of the BWI Daily Recruiting Show. I'm Greg Pickle and today we have a new recruiting prediction machine pick from Ryan Snyder. We'll get into who the BWI recruiting expert thinks will end up with the Nittany Lions. Next, we're going to talk about the TNT duo that committed to Penn State last week and we'll get into the last quiet week before a little bit of a storm comes for Penn State and colleges across the country as visits are coming back next week to campuses all across the Big Ten and the nation. So that's what we're getting into on the BWI Daily Recruiting Show and starts right now. He's Ryan Snyder. I'm Greg Pickle. It's Tuesday, July 19. And Ryan, Penn State ended last week with a very good uh, Thursday and Friday. The Nittany Lions pick up a pair of linebacker commitments, both four-star players. Tony Rojas out of Virginia, Tamir Robinson, of course, from Pittsburgh. They're going by the moniker TNT, which, of course, is T for Tony and T for Tamir. And Ryan, obviously, Penn State fans have been looking forward to these announcements for quite some time. Rojas was expected to decide a little bit earlier in the month, but they decided to go back to back for whatever reason they ended up doing so. And it goes in Penn State's favor Two recruitments that maybe at some points throughout this process looked like they could be getting away from the Nittany Lions. But ultimately, they secure both of these guys. And it's a big first win for Manny Diaz as the defensive coordinator and linebackers coach here at Penn State. Mm-hmm. Now they have one of the best linebacker duos in the country. And if they can add KV on keys down the road. Uh, there's, there's, I, I have to see all the other schools out there. I mean, I know George is putting together a hell of a linebacker class, but it certainly would stack up there with the very best. Uh, we look, I'll, I'll get right to the point. I mean, Tony Rojas and Tamir basically committed during their official visits. That's why we were all pretty confident that this was going to happen. I, re, I remember right after, right after that visit, everybody was telling me Tony wasn't going to visit Georgia. And then, uh, you know, he tells Brian Doan, of course, that he is. And I remember with all that going down and it felt at the time that that brought some uh, excitement or whatever you want to call it. You know, something to watch for, I guess, with Rojas. But really, this was this was done the the day they left campus back on whatever that was, June 19th, I want to say it was. So Penn State's felt good about these guys, knowing that they were basically what you would consider a silent commits. And now that they are public and and firmly uh recruiting for Penn State uh, it, it should only help them down the road I know Tamir Robinson's already working on guys uh, he, we, I had a good little talk with him the other night about you know some of the some of the players he's recruiting and and Tamir's personality wise is is perfect for it uh, Tamir I've thought for the longest time that if Tamir were committed earlier you know if Tamir would have committed back in April for example I think there's a there's a good chance that uh, you know we, we just been hearing more about his efforts on the recruiting trail because his personality is, is absolutely perfect for it. But uh, Tony Rojas is, is technically the little bit of the higher uh, ranked one. It's at number 101 in the consensus, number 120 
uh, and for on three. And then, of course, uh, Tamir is number 121 in the consensus, number 172 uh, by on three. But uh, we're talking about two of the best linebackers in the country here, both in the top 15. And Penn State had to get these guys. They were they were must from the very beginning, and they were able to get the job done. So big credit to Manny Diaz. Big credit to Jaywan Sider here. Jaywan had a big hand mm-hmm. in the Tony Rojas uh, recruitment. Uh, I think I don't, we talked about Manny and, and, and some others a lot more with Rojas, but I want to make sure Cider gets his due on that one. Cause that's his area. And, and I think Cider was the one that was consistently through it. And of course, once Manny joined, uh, Manny had a massive, massive hand in that one as well. But, uh, yeah, Jaywan and Terry Smith, of course, with, with Tamir Robinson, right. that those guys deserve a lot of credit. No doubt about it, Ryan. Penn State and Georgia, the only two teams in the country that currently have on three consensus, two on three. Rather, let me start that over. It's easy for me to say today. Two commitments from on three consensus top 10 linebackers. Uh, So, yeah, Georgia building a very good linebacker class. Penn State is as well. They will be considered the two programs with the most elite linebacker class in the class of 2022, assuming that everyone gets the signing day and puts pen to paper for their respective commitments as they currently stand. But, Ryan, I guess let's just touch on KV on keys quick because, again, if Penn State would add him, it would be just another player that uh, they would add to a mix that is already very good. He's not set to decide, I believe, for about a month he's eyeing up a decision date, but let's just remind everyone where things stand with him at this point. August 27th, it's his birthday, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. This has been a North Carolina-Penn State battle for a long time. I've talked about this a couple times. He is He was considered a North Carolina silent at one point i had multiple people from north carolina side kind of saying that and obviously uh one or two penn state people thought thought that was the case as well so there, there's uh, an agreement on both sides that there was something seriously strong with north carolina but hey uh, silent commit doesn't mean a whole lot if you don't announce it so uh, there, there's penn state feels like they're very much in the mix here so let's see how it plays out he has this uh Supposedly a, a Florida unofficial visit set for the end of July. Let's see if he's, he's able to make it down there. Of course, you cannot take official visits at the end of July, only unofficial. So it'll be on Keys and his family to get all the way down there in Gainesville, uh, which is a bit of a trip. But clearly he has a real interest in Florida. So let's let's see if he makes it there in about a week or so. Yeah, so Penn State looking to add its third linebacker with him. We'll find out in due time whether or not they can do that. But speaking of numbers, Ryan, uh, on 300 was updated on Monday. The Nittany Lions placing numerous commitments inside of the top 100, 200, and of course the entire on 300. Uh, 247 Sports updated its rankings as well. So we saw a shift in the industry uh, on three com- consensus. And I mean, I think let's just start there very quickly and note that Alex Birchmeyer is now a consensus five-star again. Uh, if you go to his on three profile, you will see that there's been a couple of stories written about him having and then losing that fifth star because he is right on the cusp of being a fifth star kind of all across the board. And I believe ESPN is really the only outlet at this point that has him a little bit further down the board than the other three uh, major recruiting services do. So uh, for the time being, Birchmeyer is a fifth star. We will see if he will end up as one when all is said and done in December and then, of course, in February. But, Ryan, as for the on 300, as we said, a lot of Penn State guys, uh, you know, moving up and moving around here. But by far the biggest, uh, most notable eye-popping change is uh, King Mack, the safety out of Florida, four-star prospect, moving all the way up to number 88. He now joins, of course, uh, Jevin Williams inside of the top 100 and also Alex Birchmeyer, who are both top 30 prospects. But King Mack flying up that list, T. Frank, in a way that I think 
maybe we're not stunned about, but he went from, as you can see, if you're watching this on Blue White Illustrated's YouTube page, youtube.com slash Blue White Illustrated, he went from not being ranked to the number 88 player in the country, which is one heck of a jump. Mm-hmm. It, he was always going to be a four-star. I remember when when I was talking to Charles at the end of May, early August, or early, early August, early June, Charles made it very clear, like, yeah, he's he's certainly a guy that we're going to move up. Uh, and that really, after his track season, that that that's when it became a no-doubter. I mean, the only – he ran a 10-6-2, by the way, in the 100-meter, and uh, he was a 400-meter state champ. I don't have it in front of me, but it was a ridiculous time. He did it in, in Florida's 3A, by the way, which is one of the higher classifications out there. Maybe they're highest in, in track, if, if not. They either have 3A or 4A, but it's, it's one of their higher ones, I know for sure. Uh, the, the only issue with King Mack has always been that he's 5-9 in like three quarters. He's a little under 5'10". Everything else is excellent. His film is, without a doubt in my mind, the best film in this class. It's like 11 minutes long, and it's just play after play after play, interception, you know, big hits. It's It's got everything you want, and it's 11 minutes of that. And by the way, he missed a game or two last season, too, I believe. I think he only played 13 of the 15 games, so – there's never been a doubt of King Mac, the player. It was really just one. Let's get verified information on his height and weight. We got that. We know he's right around little, just a hair under five ten. So we're calling him five ten. Uh, which, yeah, of course, you love to see six foot if you can get it. But five uh, ten is not the end of the world. And then again, you, you get those track times. It, it makes it a lot easier to move up. So that from talking to Charles. He saw a lot of movement in the safety position here in this on 300 ranking. That was one big thing he said. And the more they watched King Mac and then the more they watched other safeties and then compared verified times, uh, which is a, which is a massive in this, in this update. I mean, now, now verified times from all those camps and stuff. Uh, that's why you're seeing a lot of the swings that you are. Uh, that's how you get a, a result like this, where you go from a high three-star player to a top 100 prospect in the country. I mean, Charles flat out said, he pro- in our last update, which was like May, I believe it was like May was the last big update. He probably should have been a four star then, uh, you know, towards the bottom of the Leon 300, maybe, you know, 200 to 300 kind of range. So and then that's you wouldn't have seen such a drastic jump. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you got six you got six more months to get this right. So you're going to see more movement, of course. But the fact that you're just you're finding your mistakes uh, or at least what Charles thinks is a mistake and, and correcting him is, is all that really matters. And of course, I think 24 uh, seven bumped him up as well. I, I think he's like just outside the top 100, just inside the top 100 for, for 24 seven as well. So there's some agreement uh, of course, with, with the two sites, which I, I think is, is good to see uh, it, whether you're you subscribe 24 seven, you subscribe to one three, what it doesn't matter. It's, it's good to see when scouts and professionals in this industry are aligning with their thoughts. So King Mack is one of the uh, three or four rather Penn State players in the top 10. Ryan, we mentioned Jevin Williams, a 10 at number 10, a five star by on three. Alex Birchmeyer is just inside of the top 30. King Mack, of course, as we just got done talking about, moved up big time. And then we have Elliot Washington, who just flipped, of course, from Penn State to Florida. Or uh, yeah, from Florida, just flipped from Alabama to Penn State. Uh, he was number 66. He drops to number 93, which... I, I think that has more to do with, uh, and you talked to Charles Power, uh, the on three director of scouting and rankings, but I think there was just a lot of shuffling, you know, a lot of guys moving up again, when you have someone like King Mack, who's number 88 in the country and he was unranked previously, it goes without saying that someone has to move down for that to become, become a reality. So Elliot Washington was a uh, only Penn state representative Ryan at the UA future 50 event down in Florida last weekend. 
Uh, he seemed to get some strong reviews. He was not among the top 10 performers from Charles Power, but he was the all-lobby team from Sam Spiegelman as a guy who really passed the looks test when he walked into the check-in down there at IMG Academy. So 5'11", 187 is what we have him listed at, a four-star who is uh, just outside the top 100 in the on-three consensus, just inside a bit at four-on-three. But uh, Ryan, four top 100 recruits for Penn State at this stage, I think most fans would have taken that uh, if you gave him that kind of a run down maybe let's say at this time a year ago for this class yeah and i think there's a real chance they'll get five there like so marion parker was the other big movement there he moved down 58 spots to number 129 he was previously 71 i think there's still a real chance to marion parker is a top 100 prospect when it's all said and done uh charles was just kind of like i said so (laughs) we're gonna go into a tangent here for a second but coming off of all these camps uh, and Tamarian didn't do as many camps. Yeah, that's when you kind of see some some movement that, that we're seeing here. And and this is when you have verified information for players, and you and you don't have in, verified information for others. And you're coming off all these camps, and and you're watching film, and both players look excellent on film. You, you're going to lean towards the verified info. And I think that was a big reason why a couple defensive ends uh, moved up ahead of. Tamarian Parker in this last update, but Tamarian plays for one of the top programs in the country. He's going to get a game against IMG Academy here. Uh, I think it's like week three of the season or so week four, somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, so he's going to get plenty of opportunities to, to move back up here in, in the weeks ahead. And I, I do think there's a real chance Tamarian moves back up into the top 100 when it's all said and done. Uh, just two other guys I want to note quick. Conrad Hussey moved up uh, into the on 300 and Joey Schlaffer, uh, Schlaffer, excuse me, moved back up into the on 300. Well, moved into the on 300. Uh, neither were there originally. Uh, Joey was previously a four star while, while Hussey was previously a three star uh, in, in the class. But uh, getting those guys in only London Montgomery was the only one to drop out. London was number 273 previously. Uh, 31 guys moved into the ranking this week. So uh, you're going to naturally have a, a good chunk of guys move out. Charles Charles flat out said in the, in the story we did yesterday, he thinks there's a there's a good chance that uh, London could could get back in there as well. I mean, he's literally probably like three ten right now in in Charles right. and our staff's mind. So he's right there on the border and you know remains a four star player. I mean, our staff was higher on London than anybody uh, to to start it out, and that still remains uh, the case. He's just literally just sitting outside the top 300 now but Penn State has 11 players inside the on 300 they had nine previously before this last shuffle so uh, overall I don't see how you can uh, be upset about anything here uh, Penn State's uh, their class continues to grow from a from a ranking perspective from a from those kind of strengths and I think Penn State fans should be happy about that yeah, we saw Jamil Lyons make a jump, too. He moved up from number uh, 243 up to number 195, so inside of the top mm-hmm. 200 now, the uh, defensive lineman out of Philadelphia. So all in all, good rankings update for Penn State prospects. Now, of course, we'll wait and see, Brian, how they perform during their senior season. That's right around the corner, of course. And we'll have that covered for you on the BWI Daily Recruiting Show as we move along here to your new on three recruiting prediction machine pick. I know that somebody on our board and hopefully you're listening out there was uh, found this pick before you were even able to post it on the lion's den message board. But of course you can join for $1 for one year of access. That's going to be going on for a limited time. So please be sure to go check it out and subscribe. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Ryan, new on three prediction machine pick in. Why'd you make it? Who is it? And tell us what you think the chances are, Penn state lands as prospect yeah jalen thompson out of cast tech four-star prospect in the uh consensus and by on three I-, I wouldn't say that this one is you know something happening behind the scenes there- there's kind of two predictions in my mind right there's like that gut feeling you're-, you're seeing something coming that kind of pick where things still have to play out but you feel good about penn state chances and then there's yep. the one where you know it's done. You're putting in the pick uh, a week or two for some, but, but you know it's done, okay? This one isn't one of those. This is kind of just my gut, my thoughts when I look at the board, when I look at who he's serious about and and the other schools in the mix. Jalen's planning to visit Penn State for the Lash Bash, and we know, and he told me last week that he's looking in to visit Ohio State as well. When I look at Ohio State's board, of course, they have Jason Moore committed. They have uh, one other committed. I forget who off the top of my head, but when I look at – they're going for Mateo Ugalele, I believe. Uh, he's another uh, top defensive line prospect for them. Desmond Umazulu is another one for them. And then uh, John Walker, too, who, of course, is teammates with Derek LeBlanc. I mean, I see at least three or four guys on Ohio State's board that are just right now seem to be a bigger priority uh, than, than where Thompson is. Then when I look at Penn State side, Jalen Thompson is their number one priority uh, to, to finish out this defensive end class. So I just think from that perspective, it builds well. Yes, Michigan State's technically in the mix, I guess. I mean, it feels like Michigan State's dropped off a bit there, but I don't want to overthink that to some degree. But even if Michigan State did start making for a push, like they definitely felt like they cooled on him for a little bit. So how would that impact his recruitment? And I think Cincinnati and Pitt were also in the mix, but just – my point here is all signs really point to Penn state and Ohio state at the moment as being his top two schools. And when I look at where he's ranks for Penn state and where I think he ranks for Ohio state, it, it, it makes a lot of sense that he's going to end up here. I know the committed players are working on him hard. He's been chatting with those guys uh, really for, for weeks now. So I think this last bash is setting up well for potential Penn state, maybe not a commitment right away from Jalen. I could see him going a few more weeks. He told me probably mid August would make the most sense for him, but just, just I think all signs are pointing to the lines at the moment. Penn State obviously looking to add another defender here. They've been good at that lately, and Thompson could be another one. We'll see. We're still waiting to see what his decision timeline is going to look like. But obviously, to your point, Ryan, uh, things starting to come into focus there, and maybe something happens sooner rather than later. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, all told, Penn State you know, is at an interesting point right now in this recruiting cycle, Ryan, because we know that there are a handful of top targets still out there, but – we're sitting here on July 19, and space is uh, space is getting pretty darn full at the end for Penn State mm-hmm. in this cycle. I mean, we all have talked about the fact that, yes, 
oversigning is now possible. And yes, Penn State maybe can get to 25 and still be under the 85 uh, total limit. You have to be under and blah, 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 wherever you want to go with that. But I mean, we're getting close to uh, the end here, which is an interesting thing to say in July, but that's just the way the recruiting cycle works now. We know that this is always going to be a busy month for commitments as it's June, and it hasn't disappointed. I don't think Penn State fans are disappointed with how this uh, stretch has played out, and certainly at this point in the cycle, you're sitting with a top eight or a top ten, number eight class of 2023, and we know that there'll be some movement as top players come off the board later in the cycle, but all told, uh, Penn State should, I think, really like where it sits at this sort of midway mark of the cycle before you uh, get back into one quick quiet period prior to uh, the dead period that leads into the fall Mm -hmm. yeah it's wide receiver defensive end I mean there's a lot of options of where they can go with those final we'll see I mean maybe they have six scholarships I I think 23 is the number that 23 is the number I'm going to push publicly and you know if if they get into a situation where there's a guy they have to have yeah they'll find room for 24 and 25 but Right now, I, I see four guys uh, or four more scholarships as the most realistic in this class. I think a wide receiver makes the most sense, probably a defensive lineman, whether it's a defensive tackle or defensive end. Then you have those wild cards out there and, and, and KV on keys. And, of course, uh, what happens with the offensive line? I mean, those feel like the most absolute situations. And then quarterback, too. I don't want to – I don't want to obviously look overlook that. Uh, right. I think Penn State's going to be – like I, Penn State's going to try and take a quarterback this year, but I do think that there is possibly a chance now where they wouldn't. It's not ideal. They certainly want one, but the fact that they're looking as hard as they have been over the last couple of weeks, I just starting to wonder if they're liking what they're seeing maybe, but I'm getting ahead of myself there. If, I, if I'm being honest a little bit, Let, let's see how it plays out, but there's a lot of ways this can go. I mean, Penn State would even be interested in taking another running back if they could, because I think they, they maybe expect some, some movement here after the season. But uh, like I said, a lot of different positions here. I think four, four more additions is very, is, is realistic. Like that's going to happen. They, they could potentially go to 24 and 25 if, if they really like what they find. But yeah, this class is what 80% finished. And I think you're going to yep. see that here. Uh, as we move into this final week of July with the, the the visitors who do show up, it's going to be very heavy with 2024. Yeah, I mean, the last bash, and we'll just move right into that now, obviously. For those who aren't aware, Penn State's big summer visitor barbecue extravaganza uh, that always happens uh, at this time of year. It used to be uh, all seniors, not all seniors, but a lot of seniors and current cycle kids and then a few underclassmen and things like that. And to your point, and we'll have the names over at the Lions Den message board at Blue White Illustrate, where, again, if you're not a subscriber, it's just $1 for one year of access. Uh, we get you, you get us here for free over there. You can get that kind of premium info, but ultimately, right. I mean, you're right. It's going to be a underclassman heavy list when all is said and done. And that is certainly a change that has happened. What over the last three or four years. Um, and I think that clearly it's become a chance to really lay the groundwork with the underclassmen and continue building that group. Whereas at one point it was about, uh, really selling to the class of whatever you're recruiting at that current point in time. And it's no longer that way. Yeah, the Lash Bash um, continues to grow, I guess you'd say, as far as the total amount of guys. Uh, it used to be kind of this is about commits and just a handful of the very top guys uh, in that class. And then you, you got a few uh, underclassmen who are very important as well. But uh, this year, man, I, I think we're going to see the biggest Lash Bash we've seen so far, just the amount of feedback I'm getting from kids. There seems to be a, a good handful of, of prospects throughout the region who are planning to attend that event. Uh, I will get a list up here in the coming days. Uh, 
probably so, – well, one thing to note is this is going to be my last podcast for the next probably week or two. I'm about to move. So I'll get into a little bit of last bash now because I don't know how much we're going to get into it over the next week. I, I think we're going to see about 50-plus players at this event, which is which is by far the biggest we've ever seen. We will see the handful – or good a good chunk of the committed guys uh, in attendance there. I would I would expect probably about 80% of the committed guys to be there. And then it's going to be very heavy with 2024 uh, and, and even some 2025s as well. So I'll have stories on those individual guys throughout the week. Fans can, can keep an eye on, uh, keep an eye on the site and see who all is confirmed. You know, as I, as I mentioned already, Jalen Thompson, 2023 prospect is expected to be there. Uh, one other guy we're keeping an eye on is running back Sam Singleton out of Florida. I'll be curious to see if he's able to, to actually make it up to Penn state. Uh, but those are two guys they're absolutely expecting. And then I would keep an eye on a few wide receivers as well for 2023. We'll, we'll keep those names behind the paywall for the time being, but uh, Penn state definitely wants to get a few guys, uh, 2023 guys on campus. One other thing to note too, for that weekend is that they're going to have two camps. There's an open camp to, uh, well, both are open technically, but uh, on Friday, there will be a massive camp. I expect a handful of, of maybe the guys who are attending the last bass the next day to participate in that camp. But there's also going to be a mini camp that same day as the last bash and by Penn state hosting a mini camp that day, that'll allow them to work out some of the younger guys coming in and plan to attend the last bash. So uh, smart move by the staff there. Obviously they, they're professionals. They've been doing this a long time. They know uh, the, the right way to schedule some things, but a lot of these top players who are coming on the campus Friday and Saturday are going to get the opportunity to work out for the staff and, uh, I think that'll bode well for them down the road. So one other thing I will note, too, is Penn State's uh, coaching staff will go on their uh, retreat next week. Uh, so Monday, Tuesday, and, of course, Wednesday is Big Ten Media Day. So I don't expect a lot of visitors early in the week. I would, Like I said, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, there's not going to be a whole lot of people here uh, up in Lash. They'll be on their retreat. Once you get to Thursday, I've, I've already talked about this, Anthony Specka, top 2024 prospect out of Pittsburgh, who I think is – probably their number one linebacker target, if not maybe Aaron Childs, but this is like a one and one a kind of like Tony right. and, and Tamir. I mean, they're both incredibly important, but Specka will be coming up there on uh, the, that Thursday. So I think it's like the 28th, I believe. So that, that will be a massive visit as well. So Thursday through Sunday, basically we should see a ton of players on campus and uh, yeah, we'll see if any cards fall, maybe a 2024 commitment, there's been chatter. Uh, there's a lot of top 2024 guys coming. I don't know if anyone's gonna gonna pop or not, but uh, Penn State would love to to get some more momentum there. Of course, they already have Cooper Cousins, but we'll keep an eye on Jalen Thompson, maybe some 2024 guys, and see how the cards fall. Well, Penn State will keep busy on the recruiting trail again. Obviously, it's been a dead period that was not very dead in terms of commitments and in, you know individual announcements and updates and things like that. So we'll have you covered the rest of the week at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com and, of course, next week as well. Ryan, any final thoughts as we come down the home stretch of another BWI Daily Recruiting Show edition? No, just uh, like I said, I got some family things coming up, so this might be my last. We won't have a recruiting pod next week. Of course, you're going to be at Big Ten Media Days going, what, Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, so no recruiting pod next week, guys. Uh, I will try and squeeze in a podcast with T. Frank maybe that following Friday, so the day before the Lash Bash, if I can make it work. But uh, I'll be kind of checking out here for a little bit for the next week or so as uh my family makes a move. So appreciate you guys subscribing and uh, we'll, we'll catch up next time uh, I get a chance. It's going to well, look different look, next time. Yeah. Next time it's I'm going to look very all, different. Yes. Yeah. This is all, I got to figure <laughs> out where my room's going to even be in the house. So I got, I got a lot of setting up to do, but uh, next time we, we, we record one of these, it's going to look a lot different. 
Ryan, the first answer to that question is that wherever your wife tells you to go and right. or whatever room she doesn't want will be where your office is. So <laughs> there's this room in the basement of my house, but it's like green. It looks a little funky, you know. So I'm like, this room's perfect for it, but the background is you guys are gonna be like, Yeah, it's it just doesn't look good. So maybe I'll paint it and uh it'll look good. Uh probably not though, the, the first time we record. But anyway, we'll we'll figure that out when the time comes. All right. Well, good luck with the move for Ryan Snyder and Thomas Frank Carr. I'm Greg Pickle. It's been another edition of the BWI Daily Recruiting Show. T. Frank's back with the BWI Daily tomorrow, and we will catch you next time. Have a good week. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.